Hello, you are listening to the Animal Rescue Podcast. This week, I talk with Bethany of Walking Dog Training about balanced training tools such as the prong collar and e-collar and other things that she's doing to inspire dog owners everywhere. Enjoy! All right. Hello, Bethany. Thank you so much for joining me on the Animal Rescue Podcast. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so happy to be here. So nice meeting you. So um, you are a trainer, correct? Yes. All right. How did you get started in training? So we have four dogs. And when we got our third dog, Theo, he was, he just had a lot of issues and I wasn't sure what to do with it. So started researching. Uh, which really means watching a lot of YouTubes and came uh, YouTube videos and came across uh, this kind of training called balance training and started trying things with him. I was a dog walker at the time and uh, I just found a new way to work with dogs and owners was through this training because I felt like I had never heard of it before and we got such great results and it was so life-changing that I wanted to help other owners do the same thing that I don't think they knew that that was out there. So that's kind of how it started. And then I just started talking about it and started working with people who wanted to work with me. That's awesome. What yeah. is balanced training? I know I've heard of a, a ton of different theories and philosophies and approaches. So what is that yeah. specifically? So balanced training is using different tools to help us be clear with our dogs. So I use prong collar, which is just um, a collar that goes around the neck. Some refer to it as a pinch collar. It looks very scary. Uh, it's not a pin. It doesn't pinch the dog. Um, that's something you say when you pinch the prongs to get it on and off. That's a uh, misconception, but, uh, then I use an e-collar. So this is also referred to as a shock collar, but what I use is much different technology. It's like a muscle stimulator and there are a hundred levels where some of them have like eight and that's not what I use. Um, so yeah, it's just teaching these dogs how these new tools kind of like pressure on pressure off. I don't know if this will be confusing to people, but uh, what this new, especially the e-collar, it's like a Bluetooth leash. So it's like teaching a new language. What does this mean? How do I turn it off? What do I do when I feel it? Um, and it's just a really great way to change the relationship with an owner and dog when you have this new way of communicating in a really clear way. So that's what it, we also use food, reward for things. That's kind of the balance of it, doing a bit of both. So yeah. yeah. I, so lately I've seen a lot of controversy with e-collars and even prong collars. I think it, it goes in and out. Sometimes yes. people are all about them and sometimes people are like, oh, they're so bad. Yeah. Can you explain like how, I mean, they're both tools, just like a treat is a tool and a leash and a regular yes. collar is a tool. Can you explain why they don't have to be so bad or what? kind of demystify them? I think that people are just scared of what they don't know. Yeah. And so if you grew up and you heard your neighbor or uncle Bob talk, I don't know why I said uncle Bob when my husband's name is Bobby or whatever, uncle Jerry or whoever uh, talk about how the prong collar was so awful with their dog and they think it's a terrible tool. Then you have that stuff in your head. And when you start to hear about it, you latch on to that thing you heard before. I think it's just human nature. Yeah. So for me, I found 
the prong collar, for example, it's people are actually more scared of the prong collar than e-collar with the owners I work with and talk with, which is so crazy to me. Um, I thought it would be the opposite. Um, but to de demystify it, the prong collar gives even pressure around the neck. So when people see it, it looks very scary. Yeah. And some people um, have messaged me and said, isn't it like needles going into your dog's neck? So this is the thing. Like if you've heard that, you just kind of believe it. It's right. if you don't know anything else, because um, it's very scary and owners care deeply about their dogs. Um, so it gives even pressure all the way around the neck. So I found it to be an actually very gentle way to communicate with a dog. Um, because once they figure out, oh, when I feel this, I should either slow down or come with you. That's kind of the pressure on pressure off thing we were talking about. Mm -hmm. It becomes a really great communication tool where the dog isn't pulling against it anymore, like a flat buckle leash, which dogs pull against those all the time or a harness. There's no way to, to tell the dog not to because, uh, it's just easy to pull against where the prong collar, not so much. So that's why I really like that tool. Mm -hmm. The e-collar, um, that, oh, so many people have um, preconceived notions about the e-collar. To me, it's just like a Bluetooth leash. I do want to say it can be uncomfortable. There's this thing going around where people love to mention, and I do too, like when I'm introducing the e-collar, lower levels. So low level e-collar training. That serves a really great purpose to teach what this new tool means. So it's usually... If there are 100 levels, I'm working at a level 10 to 20 or 10 to 15. There are moments where it's a really valuable tool to say no to something. So like if an owner is working with a reactive dog and they're really struggling on, on the walk, being able to say no in that moment with a tool that means something is really valuable. So then you can start saying yes to more things. But so many dogs are struggling where you can't get through to them on the walk. You can't reward you can't lure them away with a piece of meat even because they're so intent on doing what they want to do. So the e-collar is great for that. It's also really awesome for off-leash recall. And well, I'm kind of going into like what it's for, but to demystify it, go back to what you said. <laughs> um, it's a muscle stimulator. So a lot of times people think that it's a shock or there's electricity and there's not, um, dogs can wear it in the water, no problem. What you'll see sometimes is when you first start working with it, a, next, a dog's neck will start to like pulse because it's a muscle stimulator. So that's what it is. It's not, um, whenever someone says a shock collar, I'm always tempted to say, well, it, it's a lot different than that because it feels so different. It's like teaching a whole new language. Um, but one way I like to describe it is like a Bluetooth leash. You can communicate with your dog half a mile away uh, while they're in the backyard and just be really clear. Does that answer that? Yes, it does. Okay. It does. Um, <laughs> so I noticed that you tend to use the prong collar and the e-collar at the same time. Yes. What, why is that? Uh, because my job is to make owners' lives as enjoyable as possible. Um, so for me, I have found, I've dabbled with a couple different things with uh, like a slip lead and e-collar combo because uh, a lot of times a slip lead seems much quote unquote nicer than a prong collar. Yeah. Um, I have sent a dog home with a slip lead and e-collar and it wasn't as helpful for the owner as a prong collar and e-collar. What I find with the e-collar, I mean the prong collar, it's a really great way to um, add some leverage on the walk for an owner. For an owner who uh, is not a trainer, 
it's just much easier for them to give a little information with like a pop and with the leash and prong collar compared to a slip lead or a flat buckle. So for me, the combo is just really empowering for owners. You know, it's like, I can't be around the owners that I work with a lot because I do a board and train program and I just want them to feel as confident as possible. And I found that those two tools together, the combo is super helpful. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, just having, you know, your plan A and your plan B in a sense. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, the prong collar is going to be my plan A. And then if maybe I just need a little extra nudge, then, oh, plan B, click, here we go with the e-collar sort of thing. Yeah, well, uh, because a lot of times I work with dogs who could care less about the prong collar. So that's also something that should be mentioned because some owners tell me that they put the prong collar on and it's like night and day where I work with a lot of dogs who are like bulldozers. They could really care less. And so with when you're thinking about a tool like this, pressure on, pressure off, it's not just one level of pressure. Yeah. Where with an e-collar, there's a hundred levels of pressure. With the prong collar, I found that owners, they are not going to give a big yank with the prong and leash. And I'm not even, into, I don't like doing that. It never feels good. Mm -mm. So for me, it's more like a little bit of a guiding thing for the prong collar. And then the e-collar is really when you can add that extra boost of clarity um, with a tap on a button. So that makes it sound very simple. There's much more to it, but I found it's much easier for owners rather than like yanking their dog around with the prong collar, which is not what we want anyway. Yeah. Now, is there a difference? I know there are a lot of pet stores or pet supply stores that are not selling types of e-collars. Is it mm -hmm. like, can you talk a little bit about that? Are they banning all of them or is it harder so, to know? Uh, no. So you can get one off of Amazon or I purchased mine from e-collar.com because I'm a dealer. That sounds really weird. <laughs> Sounds like naughty, but I'm an e-collar dealer, um, so I can get it from them in bulk. Uh, yeah, I don't, to be totally honest, and this might, I don't know how this will sound. I don't really pay attention to all of that, like yeah. banning the people that are totally against it. Um, I know some big pet stores have come against, like, what is it, Stop the Shock or something. But I always come back to, they don't, they don't know they don't know much about the tool. They can't know much about the tool to say stuff like that. I feel like there's much yeah. more to it. And so my energy is best spent focusing on how it has helped me and the owners I work with, the dogs that we work with, and how it changes the owner's life. Like this is dog training, but it's about owners. Right. So for me, I just get so, I'm just one of those people where I get very sucked into things and my energy tends to get zapped. Oh my gosh, that's a weird term to say. Well, you, because some owners I work with zap on the e collar, which I don't like. Uh, but uh, so I don't know much about all of that stuff. I do know you can get the e collar off Amazon or e collar.com. Okay. Um, yeah. I love that. I love channeling your energy to where it's most needed. Um, I think a lot of times we, our dogs pick up on everything that we're feeling. And so if we are spending our time focusing on things that do not benefit us, that do not uplift us, then they're going to feel it. And the, our training sessions with them won't go well either. So I love yes. that just kind of redirecting that approach. 
Well, and I think because when a lot of that was going on, and even when it still does, because there's always going to be people that are against these tools mm -hmm. and people will tag me in a story or say, you know, you should share more about this. That doesn't, if I'm always coming back to what is, what are my values as a trainer? What am I actually trying to do? I'm not trying to convert everyone in the whole world to like what I do. I'm trying to help owners who need it. So if I post repost something and I'm like, oh, I can't believe these people are against it. Even right now, like just thinking about it gets me worked up. So our energy is so precious. And so for me, I just have felt at my best when I put that energy towards, okay, how can I help owners? I know this is going on. What can I do right now to help the owners who are following me or who need help and don't care about that? They just want help. So yeah, that's been really nice for me just to give myself permission to do it and not feel like I have to get into all that conversation. Yeah. I, this is probably going on maybe a year or more ago, but I did a little consult with you. <gasps> and one thing you talked about was creating dogs and we've had crates and we've used them intermittently. Yes. We've been creating our dogs consistently every single day at any time that we cannot keep an eye on them. And I cannot tell you how amazing, like there, it's been a huge shift in our house. Yay. Wait, okay. okay. Now I feel like an awful person that I didn't remember. So many people, and it, was, <laughs> it was like a virtual session. Seriously. At least a year ago. It was a Are, long wait, time. Do you have, you have multiple dogs. I've fixed. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. See, now I remember. Yes. Oh, yay. Okay. So that's been really helpful. Yes. And then also you had talked about working on the walk and making it focused and just kind of going back to basics. And all of that was so, so, so helpful. Oh, yay. Um, can you talk a little bit about crating? I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's so mean. Mm -hmm. um, which I, I mean, I, we've been in that position too. It feels mean, uh -huh. but can you talk a little bit more about the importance of it? Yeah. So, um, like personally, I work with a lot of dogs who they don't have an off switch. So they're just on all day long. And so I found that when you give a dog a space, even though a lot of dogs don't love it at first, um, and there's a lot of owners who struggle with separation anxiety, and that's a whole other thing, giving dogs a space where they really don't have the option to do anything else. It just creates, it helps you move towards that calmer state of mind that I like to talk about and a lot of other trainers do as well. Um, just to give, more than anything, to give owners permission that it's okay to do that, which is why you're asking the question. I've found that with dogs, when you give them that time where they don't have the option to get distracted by a toy or get distracted by something and run over to the window, Mm -hmm. it starts to create that calmness and it's not just for us as owners, even though we benefit it, benefit from it so much, but it's for the dog. Like even with training dogs that I work with during the board and train, they get a lot of downtime. And when I, when I initially was a dog trainer, I thought with, so I get dogs for two weeks. I'm just hoping this will kind of clear this up about why it's so important. Um, I thought I had to work with dogs all the time and like have them out all the time. And, uh, not put them in the kennel so much. And what I found is the more downtime they get, the not just the happier they are, because that doesn't sound like real. It's more, I just see a big difference in them over the two weeks where it's kind of a default. So it's a lot like place command. 
So I like to think of the kennel as the place command with borders. And we can talk about that um, if you'd like, but um, it's just another space to create that calmness and to take away the option of everything around us. It's kind of like for a human, if uh, we're on all day long and I constantly feel, I struggle with this, where I feel like I have to do things, have to be productive. I'm taking a break. Should I be working on something else? Or if someone put me in a room maybe let's say turned off the lights and I had no phone with me, nothing else. My option would be, all right, I got to sit here and just do nothing. And eventually I would just do nothing and kind of get comfortable with it. Wouldn't love it at first. It's very similar. So yeah, kenneling. I think one thing I heard this when we had our dogs puppies and one of them was driving us crazy, like all puppies do. (laughs) And And I was YouTubing stuff. And one trainer said, your puppy should be in the kennel for like 21 hours a day. And I was like, okay, that is something I've never heard. Wow. Sounds like a lot. I know. But what it gave me was permission because no owner that I know of, of course, there are awful people out there. No owner is going to just put their dog in the kennel for all day long and never get them out. That is abuse. That's not cool. Yeah. For me, it was more like, okay, when I'm playing with my puppy and then put him in the kennel and he would pass out. And it was like, yeah. it just, it's nice to have permission to know that it's not a bad thing to put your dog in the kennel. Yeah. I feel like I could talk this to death, but yeah, it's very, very good for you. What I'm seeing with dogs, super beneficial. Yeah. Well, and I even, I see just a shift in my dogs, you know? So we have actually an entire room dedicated yeah. to their crates. Yes. And it's in the basement away from the front door. So when we have packages delivered or people come by, they're not as aware of what's going on. So there's less of the, I'm barking at the door, the guy walks away, less of that reinforcing because that's really what a lot of that is. Yes. And so now it's easier if they are out of their crates and we're we're just kind of hanging out at home and someone comes to the door, it's so much easier to get them away from the door because there's less of that association. Yeah. Well, do you find that it's helpful when you have like certain uh, patterns in, um, when you do it at certain times of the day, like for me, like if dogs come in from outside and then we go into the kennel room, they know that they need to go in the kennel. So we pattern that behavior Yes. yes. without really so, knowing you're doing it just because it's helpful. Yeah. Every time we're in the basement, um, one of the dogs specifically will go straight to his kennel. It does not matter what we are doing. Even if I'm going downstairs just to read, he will yeah. straight to his kennel. <gasps> Love that. Yes. And then the other ones, I mean, they'll go in, but they generally will wait for the command. Yeah. Um, But they're good with it. They jump into it. Or if it's feeding time, they know we go into our crates, we get fed in our crates, and they're good to go. (gasps) Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So helpful. Well, and I think a lot of people just feel guilty. And like, remind me, did you feel guilty about putting them in the kennel? Because weren't they like out? When you leave or (laughs) they were, they had the run of the house. Yes. I was kind of on the fence. I was okay with creating them, but then at the same time, yeah, there was a little bit of that guilt. Yeah. Husband was a little bit more like he's never had to kennel any dogs. Oh. Um, And there's just never been a behavioral need to. So they've never even thought of it. Yes. So now then coming with ours, there were some behavioral things, some reactivity. Um, and so he just, he wasn't crazy about the idea. And after I talked with you, I just said, this is what we're doing, <laughs> period. <laughs> and it's just, it's, 
it's worked out so well. Like he's gotten used to it and he's okay with it. And you know, we've talked through like, it's okay. I think, I don't know. I know you post a ton of um, like really supportive material on your Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I want to say it was you who said something to the effect of like your crate. It's like meditation times, doggy meditation. Oh, doggy meditation. Yes. (laughs) It's just like, it's their chill, their place to go relax and unwind. And so using that analogy has really helped too. Oh, yay. I'm so glad. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've said that in a while, but I know I've said it. That sounds like I would say. Yeah. (laughs) You had mentioned a little bit ago about place with borders. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about place and that place is so (laughs) magical. I feel like place is much easier for owners uh, than the kennel because they can have their dog out with them, mm-hmm. um, but still their dog isn't running around everywhere. Uh, so place is just a designated spot. We use raised beds that you can get on Amazon or probably other places, but everyone shops on Amazon um, just to make it really clear about what the boundary is. And you can also use like a fluffy dog bed or whatever you have. And it's just a designated spot that you teach your dog but they can't get off of that spot until you call them off or tell them that they can. And it's just, oh my gosh, if there has been one thing I've done with dogs that I see the biggest difference in them, it is the place command. It's very similar to the kennel, um, but a bit more challenging because there isn't the border around mm-hmm. place plot like the kennel. Yeah. So you just start to teach a dog how to have an off switch by incorporating this into your day. It's just yeah. it's the coolest command ever. Yeah. I, again, I can attest to this. I use it. I'm not, I'm not as great with the place command. Um, because you have six dogs. That's a, I do. a lot of place. Dogs. <laughs> we use the fluffy dog beds, hmm. but I, they haven't quite gotten down that they have to wait for me to get them. Okay. Like yes. they just decided, okay, when I'm calm ish, then I'll test yeah. and see. So we're still kind of in that testing phase. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, even in that phase, when I say place and they go to their bed, there is this switch. You can see it and you can feel it. They realize, okay, I got to focus on this thing. And whatever yes. they were freaking out about doesn't matter in that moment. Oh, I mean, it's because I work with a lot of dogs who they are all over the place. Like just mm-hmm. they're because their owner doesn't know how to do what to do about it, bouncing off the walls, doing stuff all day long. And so I've seen such a cool transformation from a dog not liking the place command to being able to go on place and relax even before a walk in the morning, which I think is the coolest thing ever. So I like to think this uh, saying, because I'm a very visual person and I always like to relate it to other stuff, that calmness is like a muscle. And if you yeah. use it, you have to use it. What is it? You have, I'm asking you what my saying is, by oh, the way. Uh, you have to use, use it or lose it? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was like, what? What do I say? No. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Calmness, calmness is like a muscle. You have to use it or lose it. It's kind of like if you go work out, because a lot of people struggle with consistency as owners. I'm sure you can relate. I relate. Uh-huh. I'm also very imperfect. Um, and if you're not doing it each day, even just a little bit, um, it gets, it's harder for a dog to relax and know that that's like the default. Yeah. It's, it's super cool to see dogs learn who didn't have an off switch before 
to learn how to relax and that it's okay to do that. And I think they're so much happier as a result. Yeah, for sure. Shifting gears just a little, Mm -hmm. I want to talk about the stuff that you're doing on your Instagram page, because that has also been so, so, so helpful for me. Like it just, it helps me not feel guilty about any of the little things that are going on or Mm -hmm. worry about what other people are thinking or saying to me. Yes. How did you decide to start doing that part of it? So this, I could talk to you for five hours, but I'll keep it short. Um, So I love uh, like following people. I love a powerful quote. Like I love finding a quote that just really inspires me. And I love looking at stuff like that. I love listening to um, some people that I'm really inspired by, like Liz Gilbert, uh, Marie Forleo, Oprah Winfrey. I love listening to them just talk about motivational stuff and just, uh, I don't know, it just makes me feel really good. So I remember thinking, I love looking at this stuff so much. How can I transition this to dog training? Like, how can I turn the information I'm sharing into something that motivates owners the way that these people motivate me just with life. And so I just kind of started looking at it like that. Um, The virtual sessions that I did, um, I started them around the time I had talked with you, like around the pandemic. Uh, I was just hearing a lot of the same things. And so whenever I create a graphic where my goal is to help an owner feel less alone, um, because that was something I was hearing a lot, that owners feel like they're the only one going through it. And that can make it so tough on top of having a challenging dog or struggling in some way. Yeah. Um, so I just started thinking, what can I say to those owners and how can I do it in a way that they would like maybe to share with someone else and encourage more people. And it's really turned into my favorite part about my job is yeah. finding a way to help owners feel less alone and encourage them a- along the way, because it always, it will always feel messy. And I think that there's, this thing where even myself included, because I like to share the good stuff where you follow people that share like a highlight reel. And it feels like if you have a crappy day, you're the only one that's having that. Yeah. And so for me, I just wanted to share all of us. I try to, all of us have those days Mm -hmm. and you're not alone. And how can we kind of move through it? So yeah, that's where it came from. Just what I'm motivated by and then turning it into dog training stuff. That's awesome. How do you come up with each of the topics? Because there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> I, I reshare some. I'm, I'm trying to dedicate more time because it does take time to create them each morning, yeah. which I really enjoy. But there are some days where I'll repost one from a while ago. Um, I have a list in, do you know Evernote? It's a note-taking app. Okay. Um, so I have a list. I have way too many like lists in there. But one is like graphic ideas. Yeah. So if I have an idea that pops up, usually when I'm working out or something and I'll open it up and type it in there. Yeah. Um, and really just, there are so many, cause it's also relatable. It's like dog training to me. It's just, a, this is going to sound very woo woo. I feel like, but like a symbol of everything else. So as an owner who's going through stuff, I go through the same stuff when it comes to my body image and how I feel about myself. You know, so all the feelings are very similar. Mm -hmm. So when I am creating a graphic, most of the time I'm really doing it speaking to myself. And I just feel like we're all, we all feel very similar things. And so, yeah, whenever 
sometimes what I like to do if I have, well, I, I can make the time if I want to each morning. And I'll just think about when I pull up Canva, which is where I make them, yeah. I'll open a graphic and I'll just think, what do I want to share today? I usually actually don't even go to my list, to be honest, in Evernote, even though I mentioned that. So it's like all these ideas that I don't really refer to, but it's just what it usually comes from if I talked with an owner the day before or an owner I'm working with, with the board and train, what can I share for that owner that will be helpful when the dog goes home? So it's really just, it's very sporadic, not very planned. That's how I am. I'm not a planner, which can really catch up with me, but <laughs> sometimes it works most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those graphics are, are so helpful. I mean, they, they really speak to what everyone's feeling and thinking, even if you don't have a reactive dog, I think <sighs> they really just help. I mean, to not care about what someone else thinks about the way you're working with your dog, to yes. just focus on the relationship with your dog, to tune out that noise around you and realize that yes, everyone has crappy days and everyone has their struggles and their frustrations. But yes. the fact that we're all in this together, because seeing those graphics, clearly at least you and I are in this together. Like we have, we are sharing the same feelings. Yeah. Seeing how many times your stuff has been reposted or used by different rescues and groups is, it just shows that we are all in this together. We aren't alone. And there is a huge support network if we just kind of reach out. Yes. Oh, that gave me chills. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think like when I started sharing this stuff, because to me, social media is like a science experiment. It's like yes. some things it resonates, some it doesn't. Yeah. And I, I knew when I started sharing stuff that just validates how we feel. Because mm -hmm. I know I like that. I love when yeah. I'm doing something. And especially like when I, uh, when I was struggling with infertility, like four or five years ago or something, I felt so alone. So when I saw someone mention it, it was like, oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah. So I think I've carried over just any experience I've had where I felt alone. Yeah. And what, so I know how just from hearing owners say this very similar things over and over, I know how it feels. And so sharing something that can validate not only how you feel, how I feel, and then yeah, but makes you feel like, oh my gosh, this is how I feel. I'm not the only person. It's really powerful. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Um, how do you still do virtual training? Mm -hmm. I don't advertise it as much. Yeah. Like I used to do, like, I think when I did it with you, I we took a screenshot and I shared it probably. probably. Okay. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, you did. You did. <laughs> I didn't even remember we did one. So if you don't remember the screenshot, no worries. You know. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I, I still do them and I still really enjoy them. Uh, I don't advertise it as much, but um, yeah, I still do. Do you find that owners are still getting the same benefits from virtual training as they would in person? Yes. Uh, what I find is a lot of owners want to do one before they start e-collar work. Mm -hmm. And then they start with the e-collar and then they want to do another one. Um, some owners, a lot of the sessions are, they just want to be reassured that they're doing it the quote unquote right way, or they want to feel like they're doing okay. Um, and I also do them with owners. And again, it's a reassurance thing. See, there's a lot of common themes. So this yeah, always, that's what it was with me. Yeah. Like, I just, I needed reassurance that one, I was doing the right things. And two, like 
what are some other things that I can do to yeah. help me confirm that, yes, I'm on the right track? Yeah. And that's, I mean, all of us feel that like, I wish I would have had, cause this is kind of new. I don't remember when I first got into dog training or when I was struggling with our dog, Theo, I didn't know of any trainers who were doing sessions where I could talk to them and feel comfortable and reassured. Um, so yeah, I thought, I find that the virtuals, a couple of board and trained dogs have come from the virtual sessions, which is really cool. Um, but for the most part, it's just owners are already doing a lot or they're struggling with something particular and they just want guidance because yeah. it's one thing to share online or the eBooks or people want to hear it and like talk. It's just a whole other thing. So yeah, yeah it's been a really cool experience getting to know owners and trainers in that way. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. I love, love, love the work that you're doing. I think it's <gasps> Thank so great you. and it's so supportive and even if it's about a, a frustrating topic, you still keep it so positive and so reassuring. It's oh, oh, thank you. That makes me so happy because I try. That's always my goal. Yes. Um, where can people learn more about you and your training and your lovely graphics? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, so I am mostly on Instagram. So at Walking Dog Training. Um, you can check out some resources at our website, walking dog training, and then walkingdogtraining.com. And then we're going to start sharing more over on YouTube. And you can, I think it's, I don't know how YouTube works at walking dog training or through our, um, my profile, the link in my profile on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Those are the top spots. Awesome. So on YouTube, are you going to be doing like little training snippets? So I love sharing the majority of training stuff in my stories on Instagram. I find that's yeah. very easy to do that. Uh, so YouTube, I want it to be more like Q and A's or um, like we're going to do one on shoot, hopefully posting it today about intro to a prong collar. So whatever questions I get where it's like, yeah. Hey, I'm really scared to use the prong collar or I just got one. How do you introduce it? I want it to be something like that. Like just a, yeah. as kind of selfishly, but also to, hopefully provide a bunch of value. But if I get that question, I can say, Hey, go check out this video. So that's what we're thinking just to kind of change it up and have fun with it. And since Bobby's working with me full time, he just quit sounds very dramatic, but left his job of 17 years to help us grow walking dog. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that's that amazing. was, yeah, that was like huge, a huge goal of ours. I'm looking at a post-it that I wrote when I started training that I wanted to make enough money for him to work with me full time. So yeah, that's why he was in here before we went yeah. live here. That gives me chills. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's a really cool time and he's very techie, yeah. but I'm very, like we joke around that I'm um, rainbows and unicorns and he's spreadsheets. So it yeah. just works really well. He's very numbers oriented. Yeah. So we're, we're excited about doing more videos and, um, expanding in that way. Um, so he'll be able to help with that where before it was just me doing everything, which was fine and worked well, but there's only so much I can do. So yeah, yeah we just want to have fun with it and try new things. This is so great. I love it. Well, thank you, Bethany, for joining me on the Animal Rescue Podcast. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Animal Rescue Podcast. If you like what you hear, please 
rate, review, and subscribe and tell your friends. Thank you.